Welcome to Ghostly. Is the Excalibur site haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. And with us today is uh, a listener favorite and one of my closest friends, Mondo, our man of Chicago. What's going on, Mondo? Uh, hello, old chap. <laughs> when did, hello, when did you become British? Uh, well, when, since all these special things have happened to Ghostly since I was on last. Yeah. You have multiple guests, celebrity guests. Theme song. Yeah, we've we've got everything now. Yeah. Now, does this does this uh, put Mondo at the top of number of? No, it visits? still does not. Oh, it still okay. does not. We need him to come on more often. More often. More often. Okay. <laughs> but what's been going on with you, Mondo? Well, first, I need to get into character. So give me one minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <clears throat> hello. You sound How's like going? Winston Churchill for some reason. <laughs> well, he, he's put on his Chicago persona now, yeah, okay. so we're yes. uh, we're back. Hey, you guys. Yeah, he's, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, any new music or what's been going on? Um, no, actually, I well, I guess I did over the, a lot over the winter, but then uh, about a month and a half ago, I moved back into my house. So for mm. anybody that didn't know, I had a fire in 2020 at my home. So I just got back home and I'm happy. <laughs> that's that's the best news. Yeah, and currently you are in your recording studio, which did not catch on fire, thankfully. No. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would have been a lot of money there. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just so everyone knows, um, we are recording Mondo via phone because of COVID and my health issues don't allow like me to be in person. I'm really a high risk. We're person. being very careful with all of our recording. You bet. Absolutely. All right. All right. So we do have some shout outs we for this episode. Do. Uh, There are two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. We always prefer the five-star reviews, right? Mm -hmm. But we will read any and all reviews that we receive. Uh, Last episode, we read a four-star review. So we are open to all. And the second way is to either buy us a coffee on buyusacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast or by going to our website, ghostlypodcast.com and hitting the buy us a coffee in the menu or you could even become a member on Buy Me a Coffee for Ghostly. Is it Buy Us a Coffee or Buy it's Me, buy me a, coffee? a Coffee? It's Buy Me, but we're us. We're us, so it's hard to say Buy yeah. Me a Coffee. Exactly. It's okay, you it's could make it yeah. Buy You a Coffee. It's fine. <laughs> so we actually have both kinds of shout-outs this time. So the first one that we have is a Buy Me a Coffee at, um, from Jamie. So thank you, Jamie. We really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you very much. And then uh, we've got a review here. Um, just started listening. Um, uh, Signet Song. Uh, Signet Song. Signet yeah. Song. Five stars. Uh, after hearing about this podcast via Terry Carnation's Instagram page. Wow. Fantastic. We're right. such big fans of Terry Carnation. Uh, I'm excited to say that I'm loving it. I've listened to three so far. I'm a huge fan of well done paranormal podcasts, and I'm always on the lookout for more. I highly recommend if you love the paranormal heart. Oh, that was really sweet. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, it seems like Terry's fans 
translates to um, put emojis in their reviews. It I seems. love and emojis. I, I love emojis too. I just don't always know what they mean. Oh, okay. Like I am really bad at it. Okay. Like especially all the smiley faces and and cryy faces. Like yeah. I don't know when to use a cry face for laugh or. Well, uh, that's old fashioned now. Yeah. So yeah, you're supposed to put the skull emoji. And that means dying. you're laughing. Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> dying. Uh, yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> ask your ask your son, Mondo. He'll explain. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also, we have a review from Ruiz71, uh, which is a five-star review. So we love that. Great podcast and love how you talk it out and explain all the facts. Keep it up. Five-star every time. Thank you for a great podcast. Punch. <laughs> yes. I don't know why they hit me at the end, though. Well, I, you know, I think, I think it's a fist bump. <laughs> oh, fist bump. fist bump. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, again, I don't understand all the emojis. <laughs> I, I'm so old, I guess. That's what the problem is. And then just, to, I'm, it could be Ruiz. Ruiz oh, yeah. 71, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. Right. Pronunciation right. is not my thing. So. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Yeah. But thank you, thank you, everybody, for the reviews and the coffees. Yeah. We love it. We love it. We love it. Thank you. Absolutely. And we are almost at 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're at 99. Oh, come on. Don't you want to be the 100th review? So one more person. Let's do we it. Need one more, at okay. least. All right. Uh, we're going to keep begging for reviews. No matter when we get 100 <laughs> or 1,000, we're still going to beg for Absolutely. Them. So do we have any listener mail, We do, we do. We've been getting some great ones. Um, So this is from Lindsay. Uh, All right. Something was in the back room of my grandma's house. The back room was a strange room because the only way to get to this bedroom was to go through my grandma's room. Despite the fact that the back room was larger and had better light and air circulation, no one wanted to sleep there. When I was little and spent the night with grandma, I would sleep in her bed with her. Now, my whole life, this room, which I used to do as well, by the way, when I would visit my grandma. Wait, you slept with her grandma? No, mine. Oh, yours. Okay. Now, my whole life, this room was just wrong. It was the room my great grandma or ma lived in when she was alive, but even she did not like it and when asked to sleep in her chair in the living room or in the bed with my aunt, who also lived in the house. It was built onto the house for my father when he was a teen, and he used it for literally 13 months before he moved out. So to my story. I'm maybe 10 years old and asleep in bed with grandma. I wake up but still have my eyes closed. I'm laying on my side and can feel someone or something staring at me. The bed is directly across from the door to, my, to the back room. Thinking it was my brother, I opened my eyes and peeked at the bottom of the bed. There is a large man's shape. He was tall and holding on to the door frame just inside the other room. I'm assuming the back room. I was assuming it was Kane from uh, WWE. Okay. That's, that's just, thing. That's just okay. what I think of. A yeah. freak out in- I freaked out internally, but don't make a sound and looked up at, into my grandmother's fully awake face. She whispers to me, Shh, close your eyes. Don't give it any more power. Well, I closed my eyes and heard my grandma praying in a whisper until I went to sleep again in what felt like years later. In the morning, I asked grandma if that was grandpa or my dad. Both had died before I was born. She told me not to talk about it in the house ever again. Ignore it. It was no one or nothing we knew and that it would stay where it was. 
Later, at my other aunt's house, weeks later, I asked my aunt, who grew up in the house, but lived a few blocks away now. She basically told me the same thing and shivered. Later on in life, the room was always creepy. I've slept in it, uh, though, and the bedroom furniture I own now. Uh, I always had nightmares in that room, and my brother, who is four years older than me, would not sleep there either after one night. He says it was just not comfortable, but did not say anything, or did not see anything. When my aunt had Alzheimer's years later, she would talk about the bad man in the back room and said she saw snakes in there all the time, even though no one else did. She only said and talked about these kinds of things in relation to that room. We sold the house two years after my grandma and aunt passed. The new owner sold it after one year. There you go. Wow. That sounds so freaky. I mean, because it'd be one thing if she woke up and saw the figure and like her grandma was asleep, you yeah. know, and that, that was it. And it was like, no, no one's ever seen that. It was just a weird dream I had. But the fact that she looks over to grandma and her grandma's like, don't look at it. Close your eyes and starts <laughs> praying. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. You know, when 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 anybody tells me something like that, like, you know, just close your eyes and ignore it, it makes me think of the uh from The Walking Dead, the just look at the flowers. Oh gosh. That, I, I feel like I'm gonna get uh, you know, axed or something oh, like that. Oh goodness. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. Uh, actually, Rebecca, um, are you allowed to talk about what happened with your mother? Well, she doesn't listen to the show, so I'm <laughs> so maybe you can. can. You but well, first that? of all, I was yeah, I will. Mondo, by the way, have you ever heard any ever heard of anything like that with like a black figure standing at the foot of the bed or anything? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not personally, but yeah, usually that's that's uh, you get a lot of those. I mean, like a, a lot of people that talk about haunted houses and things like that. You know, it relates to them going to sleep and seeing things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Half asleep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But again, not normally two people. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the part well, I think. Well, I don't know. Me and my cousin Frank, we we uh spent the night at his house and we saw ET with no with no head. <laughs> but it nice. ended up being blankets on top of a TV antenna. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you found the explanation. In this yeah. case, not so much. <laughs> Well, uh, no, my mother actually just recently told me about um, waking up in the middle of the night and seeing a black figure um, standing, like a robed yeah. um, shape. That moved, too, right? Uh, well, she didn't see it Sort move, of, But yeah. she, like, closed her eyes again, woke up again, and saw it. Yeah, like, she felt like she kind of, like, you know, like, okay, okay, uh, you're just seeing stuff. Close, your, close yeah. my eyes, whatever. You know, open them up, be more awake, and it was still there. And she turned to you because you're a ghost expert. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> yes, this is a thing that happens. Can't tell you what it is because yeah. shadow people, as soon as I said shadow person, though, that resonated with her. Well, maybe it's because I invited shadow people into yeah, our thanks. realm of existence. Thanks. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. all of our houses are now infected. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. So uh, how could they give you ghost stories. Yeah, I was going to say, we love these stories. Please send us more. Uh, you can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or just use the contact form at ghostlypodcast.com. Uh, you can actually give us a call and leave a voicemail if you don't want to type it out. 630-448-2138 or you can always send us snail mail. We love mail or send us uh, drawings or I don't know, whatever you want to send us at P.O. No, no, Box. No, not whatever you want to send us. Well, okay, keep <laughs> it 
within within reason. Keep it safe. Keep it nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, P.O. Box <laughs> number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. And you can find all of that at ghostlypodcast.com. I am so glad I said that because we would have been getting all kinds of weird pictures and stuff. I, I don't want to get into that. I don't but, know. Uh, so... This is going to be a great episode because there were no polls from the last episode. Right. If you want to find out um, the results of the Truth or Lies episode, we we released them yeah. all as a separate episode. So we go did. listen to that. We did, but we're going to talk a little bit about it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, we, we played Truth or Lies. Mondo, did you check out the episode? I did. I, you know, I know that you did because you, you uh, sent in a vote yep. or, or you entered the contest here. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a ghostly T-shirt? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Oh, okay. So you 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 just wanted more ghostly gear. That's what, what it was. <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, I have your results here, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. So you said that everybody was telling the truth, except for one person, <laughs> Nick Mataragas. <laughs> so what was it about Nick's story that made you feel that he was telling a lie? I just don't believe him. I I don't know. It has something to do with. I don't know. And, and him being on that show and, you know, but I'm sorry, not being on the show, but being a part of the show. I just. I oh, freak of the week. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Something I don't believe about the, his tales. Yeah. I <laughs> see. I see. And it wasn't because he's, he's spoken out against your, um, your ratings of the, of the evidence though. Right. No. No. Okay. Okay. Just making sure because he's the one that says that you go from one to ten easily. So, uh, well, I, I'm easily <laughs> swayed. I don't know. Some things. Some things. I mean, if you get hit with a lot of evidence, yeah. You know, all of a sudden it's just like, whoa. Well, you know? I actually really like that about you being on the show is because you take it for 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 what you hear, and yeah. not not what you know. You know, it's not right. it's not like I have past knowledge of this, so I'm going to say this. And not mm-hmm. listen to the evidence at all. You actually listen to the evidence, and then you decide. Unlike you, Pat. So yeah, he says that I <laughs> basically I buy into the evidence that I hear, and yeah, I'm too yeah. easily swayed. I so I'm gullible. So the only people that were telling the truth in their stories were me and Terry Carnation. Mm. So, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so we will be sending out emails. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, we'll we'll announce the winner. Uh, actually, there's two winners because there's one that got all five correct, mm-hmm. and oh. then and I don't know how they did that. That that's just crazy. And then there's one that got four correct. Ah, gotcha. Four out of five. Right. So I figure, you know what? I'm going to open it up to both of them. That's very nice. Of now you. we will not announce the name on Ghostly because I made a mistake and I didn't say that we would in the contest details. Yeah, so we may check and see. Yeah, about that. But anyways, we're very excited. Thank you all for participating. Definitely go check out the bonus episode with the results if you haven't yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of fun to hear everybody's reactions. Absolutely. <laughs> to and, what the truth was. And I believe if we were going as like a contest, like I won personally uh-huh. yeah i got everyone right except for one and that was nick actually i i said nick was telling the truth mm. yeah but anyways um if you look into chicago's haunted history you'll eventually hear of the hauntings of the excalibur nightclub excalibur is one of the rare bars in downtown chicago that i actually went to numerous times i didn't exactly enjoy my time there <laughs> but i i was there numerous times uh, but it's like anything, though, you know, uh, I always am like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. 
But then when you go, it's not as bad as you think it is, you know? Yeah. And it's not, it's more than a bar. It's also a nightclub. Uh, it's been yeah. a lot of different things. I mean, it has. We're going to talk has. about that. But. Uh, when we first started thinking of doing Ghostly, that was one of the topics that made the list early on. Yes. Uh, and it took us a little while to get to it because we kept hearing of the hauntings, but all the reasons that we thought it was haunted seemed to keep crumbling around us. It was actually kind of weird because a lot of these, you know, you hear that it was caused by this and then it just stays that. You never hear anything else. But this, it's like as you investigate, as you talk to people, everything seems to get debunked. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so we hope to give not only the history of Excalibur Nightclub and the ghost stories that we usually tell, but a true feeling of what it was like in its heyday. Excalibur has been closed for several years now, but the building will be there forever. Fingers crossed. Well, I'm pretty sure it will. (laughs) So do you have a ghost story, Rebecca? I do, I do. Um, All right. It's time for a spooky tale from Rebecca. Now, Jerry will tell you that I was not in my right mind when I saw it, but I know myself, and I know what I saw. I'm sure of it. It was last Friday night when I was out for my friend Denise's bachelorette party at Excalibur Nightclub in the city. We were all a little older than your typical 20-something bridal party, but, you know, still young enough to have some fun, responsibly, mostly. The matron of honor, Tracy, Denise's sister, Send us up for Excalibur's famous bachelorette party show. We got to go upstairs to a private area. Well, if you call a room filled with 80 women ready to go crazy, private. We started with shots for the bride and ourselves, of course. The music was pumping and some girls were dancing in the center waiting for the show to start. I will admit that I was starting to feel pretty good, but not crazy. I mean, the bride had everyone buying her drinks, but I stayed careful with getting my own. After a while, the show started. I won't go into the details. If you've been to a bachelorette party, you can imagine the kinds of things happening. Every bride got a chance to shine and we were doing great. As the show was winding down, I decided to make my way to the ladies room before it got busy. Again, ladies, you know what I mean by that. It took me a while to find it. I had to go down some stairs and it seemed kind of far from the action. But I was still surprised, though, to find no one else in there. It was kind of dark but I was a little tipsy, so I didn't really think about it until afterwards. I did my business and went to wash my hands. While washing them, I thought I heard something, like laughter. So I turned off the water. Just when I thought I must have misheard it, I heard it again, laughter. Though it sounded like like a little girl laughing. I shook my head and I started looking around. No stalls had people in them. I asked, hello? Anybody here? More giggles. Then, I swear, I saw a little girl come out of the corner. She had long brown hair and a blue party dress and these cute little Mary Janes, definitely dressed for a party. Uh, (laughs) hello there. What are you doing here? I asked her. She just covered her face with her hands and giggled more. 
I was so worried that somehow this this girl got lost or forgotten in here. So I told her, honey, you just just stay here. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go let someone know you're here. I was hoping someone else would walk in so I could leave her with them. But but no one did. So I decided I had to go find someone. I found a server and told well, yelled at him that I found a little girl. There were a few what's back and forth before I finally just waved at him to follow me. I guess he felt I looked serious enough, so he followed me. We went into the woman's bathroom, him yelling, anyone in here? You know, just to, you know, he's a guy going in there. We walked in and no little girl. I pointed to where she had been standing. She was over here. I saw this little girl. I went and I looked in the stalls everywhere. No little girl anywhere. I looked at him and I said, I swear there was a little girl here. We need to find her. He said, oh, you saw her. Who? The little girl who haunts this place. Every so often she shows up. I mean, I've never seen her, but my boss Jacob has. He saw her upstairs once. I felt a shiver and realized he was right. She was a ghost. She looked real, but her clothes were old. And why would she have been here? Needless to say, I sobered back up at that point. I went back out and had some fun, but I could not stop thinking about what I saw. Wow. Okay, so was that any way based upon your experiences there? Uh, so, t- yes. Okay. I-, I did not see a little ghost girl. Okay. Um, but I but you did, did get go, drunk at a bachelor. party. I did go there for a bachelor <laughs> party for my friend Denise and uh and we did have a good time uh but the bride had the best time (laughs) okay uh yeah i mean that was one of the scariest things about excalibur to me is that if you walked up to the second floor sometimes you would see half naked men dancing around yes 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 you yes you that was really scary it was like whoa what am i doing here uh but the 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 seeing the little girl that is definitely a story that is uh, a thing that is told uh, about the club so um kind of combination of events there well i think we should take a break before getting to the history but just so all of our listeners know all three of us had been to excalibur in its heyday and uh, we're, we're going to talk about our experiences. Absolutely. So we'll be back in a second. So here at Ghostly, we have a new sponsor, Sinister Coffee and Creamery. Yeah, Sinister Coffee and Creamery is a shop in Portland owned by an amazing couple, Kelly and Michelle, who are also super into the paranormal and do their own investigations in addition to making amazing coffee. What's really cool is that they pick their coffee names to give insight into the deeper meaning behind supernatural and paranormal terminology. Our favorite blend is Apparition. It's a medium roast with delicious chocolate oats. And Ghostly listeners get 10% off when they use the code GHOSTLY10 on their order at SinisterCoffeeAndCreamery.com. And that will be in our show notes, too. It will. So order some today and enjoy a little ghost with your coffee. All 
All right, we're back and time for some hashtag Pat Fact. Pat's Facts. From a skeptic point of view. Pat's Facts. He presents it all to you. Pat's Facts. Facts. Pat Facts. Yeah, thanks, Mondo, for doing the the intro music for the ghost story and for uh, Pat Facts. Oh, no problem. Yeah, we should all sing it together. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) I think we would all sing it differently. Yeah. Well, but I I mean, what have you been thinking about the the reactions to the hashtag Pat Facts song? I mean, I people sing it. Little little kids sing it. Yeah, that's awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you're corrupting the minds of little kids too. So it's wonderful. <laughs> it's yeah. wonderful. So all right. So Rebecca, you said you were there for some bachelorette parties. Yep, yeah, and just some other just general times. But yeah. the bachelorette party is probably the the one I remember the most because we were at that was when I was a little bit older at that point, and it was like, what am I doing here? Yeah, <laughs> that's always how I felt when I walked in there. What am I doing here, Mondo? Uh, you you were there a few times, right? Yes. Yeah, I think I went like three times total. Oh, three times. Okay. That's yeah. A, you know, I would say I I was probably there maybe maybe close to a dozen times actually. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm closer to the 3, like Mondo, maybe 3 or <laughs> well, 4. Well, here's the thing. When I first got my license and I was able to drive, uh I would always drive downtown like on the weekends whenever, you know, one of my friends would want to go down there and we'd always pass Excalibur and I was always like, man, I can't wait to turn 21 and go in that place. It looks so cool. Do you want to tell people what it looks like? Like, why does it look so cool? Well, I'm going to go over that. You're going to go into that? Yeah, I'm going to go into that. Okay, yeah. Um, because it's really hard to explain, and there's a better way to explain okay. it that I that I have in gotcha. here. Well, I was going to ask Mondo real quick, uh, were you a big dancer at Excalibur? No. <laughs> no. I just kind of go to the dance clubs or something i'm the guy that just kind of stands there oh mondo could dance i mean i've seen mondo dance before and he he's got moves okay i could see mondo like disco dancing you could see him disco like dancing. john travolta yeah well, well excalibur often had uh those guys in there that were like with their shirts half open yeah. half half unbuttoned <laughs> with like hairy chest and oh, big gold yeah. chains yep. yeah yep. uh so in my experience, though, Excalibur was not for the Chicagoans, really. No. no. It was more for the tourists that came in. Yeah. It's right and, downtown. Yeah. And in a very touristy area. It's yes. right by um, Rock and Roll McDonald's, which is no longer Rock and Roll McDonald's. Just just a fancy one now. It was by it was by Hard Rock Cafe, which is still there. Yes. The Rainforest yeah. Cafe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Disney's. Yeah. Disney what? West Disney was Quest? there for a while. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. yeah, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. big ones. Yeah. What big about ones. the big ones? Yes, Pizza, Pizzeria Uno. There oh, you yeah. go. Pizzeria yeah, Duway. Mm-hmm. There you There's go. One on each corner. You got it. Yeah, that's our first deep dish pizza in Chicago. And I actually worked pretty close to it and would see it every day when I would <sighs> go into work. When and I was taking I, the I'm going to be honest. I know that there's, uh, you know. Uh, chains out there or you know other other ones it is it really is different when you eat it at the original restaurant it really oh yeah. is yeah, yeah definitely okay so now if you look at the building itself or pictures of the building you would think that the building where Excalibur once was has like a huge history 
because it just looks like that kind of place. Yeah. It does. And I was really hoping for that. Um, but besides the building being in existence for almost 130 years and changing names like a million times, there doesn't appear to be that much of a history to it, unfortunately. Uh, it's located at 632 North Dearborn Street on the on the corner of uh, Dearborn in Ontario, and it was built in 1892, right before Chicago's Columbia Expo, the World's Fair, making it a, a historic landmark and a Chicago landmark. Yes. Uh, so as you'll hear several times during this episode, the building was first the home of the Chicago Historical Society after its headquarters burned down in the Great Chicago Fire. And that's how it's listed on the National Registry of Historic Places, the old Chicago Historical Society building. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're doing research, you know, it's been so many different things that you can actually kind of, I mean, we picked Excalibur because for us, that's how we think of it. And, yeah. You know, how we know it. But, but it's been a lot of different things. Yeah, not many people uh, that are currently alive today would remember this building as the old or as the Chicago Historical Society building. Oh yeah, I would had no idea. After 1931, it would change hands very often, becoming uh, the Works Progress Administration, the Loyal Order of the Moose. That's my favorite. I could totally see that. Yeah, I could totally see it too, and I would have loved to have went to you know one of their <laughs> meetings or something. Uh, the Chicago Institute of Design. And uh, a recording studio, Mondo. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Like what kind of recording? Uh, I have no idea, but just a recording studio. Uh, Interesting. (laughs) Probably old time radio things, I would imagine, or something. (laughs) Probably. And it was also several nightclubs. Uh, I think currently it's best known as the home to one of Chicago's most popular tourist attractions and hottest nightclubs, Excalibur. Right. I mean, even though... There's been other things in there since then. I would say again, that's the most famous. I think. Absolutely, that's yeah. what that's what we all know it as Excalibur. Yeah. You know, even though there's, I don't even think it says Excalibur on the building anymore. No, I mean, again, younger people in Chicago, you might be like, no idea what you're talking about. It's called something, you know, but you know what it is because of the shape of the building. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during its time, it had some very notable guests, and Rebecca, you're gonna have to help me out with some of these, as I'm not as hip as you are. Uh huh. So we had Rihanna, right? Rihanna. Rihanna, yeah. Um, and then we had something that I can't pronounce. Miss Cruft. Miss Cruft. It seems MS- like it seems C- like Cr- there needs to be Cruft? vowels in that word. Yeah. <laughs> M S T R K R F T for those that would know what that is. Yeah. Please let us know. Uh, Moby. Yeah. We all know Moby, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Benny Benassi. Yeah. Uh, Cosmic Gate, Armin Van Buren. Okay. I don't know how to say this one. Tiesto. Yeah, Tiesto. I don't know. Gabrielle and Dresden, and Garth Emery. Okay. So Rihanna, I know that name. I know that name and Moby. So did they perform there, or were they just people in town that were spotted there? Um, they all they all performed there. Cool. So they were notable guests of the place. Yeah, I don't really remember ever going there when there were famous people there. But no, I, yeah. I didn't either. Uh, now, as I said, that we're going to go beyond just the history and ghost story with this episode. Uh, I'm going to try to give you a feel for what it was like to be in Excalibur back in the day. And the best way that I could do that is to read you part of a review 
that I found on shybarproject.com. And we will put a uh, link in the show notes too. I'm sure this was written after its closing, but feels like something that was at least thought of while it was open. All right, so this is a little bit long, but it's definitely worth it. Excalibur is hard to miss. It's the enormous Gothic Greystone located at the northwest corner of Dearborn and Ontario, adjacent to Vision Nightclub, once Aura and the Dome Room, where yours truly used to get in underage with a fake ID. That's not me. I didn't use a fake ID ever. So Sure. I got into places underage, but I didn't use a fake ID. <laughs> um, so, and just steps from one of our favorites, the Redhead Piano Bar. The entrance to Excalibur is along Dearborn, and if you get there before 11 p.m.-ish, you'll avoid the inevitable queue that stretches down the block later as the night wears on. Dress code alert. Even if you, you've heard Excalibur is cheesy, they still adhere to a no tennis shoe, no jersey, and no baseball hat policy. And that's hard for people of Chicago. That's <laughs> why is, people yeah. from Chicago didn't go there, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're not the, excluded. Yeah, we're not the <laughs> typically the kind of place where it's like you have to have a certain dress level to get accepted. Right. But a few of those downtown places try it. And if your shirt doesn't have a collar or you're wearing baggy hip hop pants, which was me all the time, I think. Baggy hip-hop pants was my thing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, expect to receive extra scrutiny. After you make your way through the once-over-carding process and fork over your 10 to $20 cover charge to the doorman, look up and, the note, and note the stately arch doorway framed by winged gargoyles and with Chicago Historical Society chiseled into it which was the organization's original name prior to its rebranding into the Chicago History Museum to avoid being perceived as old and stodgy with selective membership, which happens to be the opposite of Excalibur Nightclub, actually. Uh, Once you've passed through the revolving doors, you'll find a coat check on your right hand, a large room with a smattering of cocktail tables and a bar that runs along the south wall. From here, you'll have an important choice to make where to explore. You can head up the grand staircase on your right to the techno alternative dance floor upstairs, Latin on Thursdays, with third and fourth floor balconies, and all of which is called Club X, and will cost you an additional 5 to $10 cover charge. Fog hogs and lasers are the effects of choice up here. From the main floor, you can also move straight ahead into the cheese ball retro cabaret on the main floor for your fix of 70s to 90s music and hyperactive DJ MCs that encourage the week to engage in offbeat contest. I participated in a lot of these contests when I was there. That was probably my I, thing. I kind of remember those, yeah. Uh, you can chill out by heading into the plush lounge behind the first floor's main bar, or you can descend downstairs where you'll find the billiards room, air hockey gallery, photo booth, and video arcade via the staircase across the main floor bar, or via the spiral staircase in the lounge, which is cool but dangerous considering the alcohol intake of the bozo behind you. In Excalibur's subterranean chamber, you'll also find the room where Neil Tobin performs his supernatural Chicago show every Friday night that is a bit freaky, a bit cheesy, and definitely worth the modest price of admission. A late-night menu is also served in the basement, consisting of the usual array of appetizers, wings, salads, sandwiches, burgers, and wraps. 
I found all the food to be awful at Excalibur, though. <laughs> yeah, going to a nightclub for food, not a good idea. No, no. Yeah. So, Mondo, what do you remember of Excalibur? What's, like, one detail that you remember the most about it? Uh, pretty much the lights, and especially, like, from outside. The place looked like it was glowing. It did, you know? yeah. And, yeah, and they always had, like, really fluorescent blues and pinks and, and reds. like, colors. And reds, yeah, like the LEDs that we have now, we didn't have them back then. It looked like that. So it was completely different and unique. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I think it attracted so many uh, tourists. It's location and because of the, those lights. Yeah. What about you, yep. Rebecca? What's, what's Oh, wait, something? Mondo, do you have something else? Oh. Uh, just the, I was going to comment, I also remember the food not being so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever tried the food. Um uh, you know, so for me, again, I think the biggest thing that always drew me to it was that it looked like a castle from the yeah, outside, like literally, like that's the thing I think when we say. But not your typical castle. No. More like a Spanish style castle or yes, something. Yes. I don't even, but almost fakish, but yeah. not. Um, I did hear that it was built with like things left over from something, I don't know, um, from the fire or whatever. I have no idea how true that would be, but um yeah, but very interesting. And then I also want to mention, you mentioned Aura and Vision. Yeah. You know, those were other nightclubs that were kind of part of it, too, um, yeah. that I do remember. Um, and I also just wanted to say, too, I think they also it, it eventually turned into Castle Chicago. It did, yes. So if people remember that name. Um, and yeah. I think, I don't know if it's still open. No, it's not. It okay. Closed, but yeah. it was a restaurant um, most recently. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tao or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny because... Um, you would pay this cover to get in, but then it was like there was multiple different bars and nightclubs within there. So you'd have to pay another cover every other place that you went, except if you went to the cheesy DJ on the first floor right. that played games. Right. And um, the way that they would get you to go there is that you would drop off like your business card and somebody could win like a chance for like your office to go there or something and everybody won that would put the business card in there. (laughs) So you would get like, you you would get in for free and then you would have this buffet of food, which was just awful. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't even bar, bar food. It was like, it was like microwaved food. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you would get in for free to that particular, to Excalibur, which would again, be several different bars that you would have to pay covers at different areas. So they would still get you. No exactly. Yep. I mean, you would easily spend a hundred bucks going out there. Yeah. yeah depending, unless you pre-gamed. So Kids don't know what that means. Uh, I mentioned <laughs> that a lot of reasons given for Excalibur's haunting seem to crumble as you look into it more. Uh, Rebecca has agreed that there are some myths and we wanted to debunk these even before the debate. Exactly. These are not, to me, these are not under debate. So yeah, they exactly. are fact. Um, and in fact, some of this we've we've heard. So I, yeah. I'm excited to, to re-revisit some of this. So the number one thing that people say about Excalibur, about why it is haunted, it is because they say that it acted as a morgue after the Eastland disaster or... Um, as Bob would say, the Easter Island Massacre, <laughs> yes. right, of 1903. Mondo, have you heard that? I have. Yeah. And Rebecca, I know you've heard it because I heard it too. And we we discussed this with Tony in our Eastland disaster episode. It just simply isn't true. Uh, although 844 bodies needed to be housed in nearby buildings, Excalibur or Chicago Historical Society was not one of them. 
This seems to be a mix-up because a lot of the pictures that people see with the bodies on the floor are labeled as courtesy of Chicago Historical Society. And somewhere along the line, someone probably just thought that that referred to the location, but not the organization that supplied the photo. Yes. So that's yeah. what they were. They were a historical society of Chicago. Right. So they were, they took pictures and they kept them for posterity, you yeah. know. But yeah, they instead, um, if you go listen to that episode, we'll tell you about some of the places where they did take bodies. Yeah. Now, the second one I had never heard of, but uh, we found it online and I thought we would talk about it. Uh, the bones of Jean Laline. Sure. Okay. Uh, were once housed in the castle. Um, so this one has some truth to it. Um, Lalime was an early settler to Chicago and was killed by John Kenzie in a drunken brawl. Well, anyways, the bones were unearthed during the construction of the Rush Street Bridge and presented as a gift to the Historical Society. And they were in the old Chicago Historical Society building, which became Excalibur. Um, but they were moved when the Historical Society moved, so they weren't in the castle. That was the name of it after Excalibur, right? Right. So they weren't in that building. Um, and that would mean that the ghost went with them, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I suppose this is one where I'm like, I mean, I guess you could say that the bones were, but it seems kind of weird. I mean, you think where the bones had been buried. I guess they they lived in this building for a short time before going somewhere else, but it's not in the same time frame as people say. Yeah. So it just seems very sketchy to me. And and I'm not sure uh, why they would linger in a nightclub with smoke machines and lasers. Well, and, that's a lot of energy. And I cheesy don't know. DJs. <laughs> that's just a weird gift to give somebody. You think it would be a gift <laughs> that, they gave, that they'd give to a cemetery. No, well, like, right. That does seem really weird. Well, I mean, come on. The historical society was probably very happy to receive bones. From I people. guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and this third one I have actually heard uh, before. And I uh, there's no way to prove or disprove this, though. Uh, a lot of people have died tragically in the building over the years. So beyond the tales of bodies in the building, there are stories about people hanging themselves from the ceiling children dying, elevator shafts, and other tales that come up with a lot in ghost stories all over. But in this case, and most others, they don't seem to have any basis in fact. Even deaths on the ground, which it was a nightclub, there's going to be some deaths in a nightclub, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even the deaths on the ground during the Great Fire have never quite been confirmed. Right. There is a story out there that's like people went in there during the fire, like thinking it was fireproof. But then I think it wasn't even built until like 20 years after the fire. Or You know what I mean? There's some fact that that makes that impossible. It was. And, you know, here's the thing is that there are a few buildings like the water tower and stuff that survived Mm -hmm. uh, the Great Chicago Fire. And they all have this certain look to them. Mm-hmm. And Excalibur doesn't really have that same um, sandstone-ish kind of right. limestone. Like it's almost look. like it's limestone. trying limestone, to have that's that, it. Yeah, yeah, but not. But but it but it is reminiscent of it. You mm-hmm. know, it is. Yeah. All right, so that's all I have. Um, do you guys have anything else to add about Excalibur before we go on to the debate? Um, I was actually just going to ask: Does anybody know what was there? prior like what kind of building was there before 
uh, the Excalibur I, building. I don't think there was a building there prior. I think that was the first thing built on that particular landmark or that site. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have a, I mean, or anything that would have been there was burned down in the fire. Right. Yeah. 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 It it actually. Uh, came about after the fire because there was a lot of locations that were open in that area and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, But yeah, I don't think there was any significant building there. I mean, probably, you know, Native American burial ground, I'm sure, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, well, that's always the story, probably right? Probably explains it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Rebecca, do you have anything to add? I don't. Okay. So we're going to see you in a minute for the debate. Listeners, did you know there's a way to share with the world whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic, or for those who need it, hashtag team the middle? It's our store called Ghostly Gear. Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like microclimate or even the Easter Island Massacre or of the ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t-shirt, hoodie, mug, mask, whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we got it. Um, they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on Ghostly Gear to order right on the website and send us any ideas that you have for new merch. Exactly. Order your merch today and send us a pic of you in your ghostly gear. All right, we are back and we are ready for the debate, I believe. Oh, yeah. Representing hashtag Team Skeptic, as always, my skeptic bros, non-gender specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca is always going to be uh, hashtag Team Believer or the Believer Gals, gender specific. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like bro. I don't like gal. I don't like any of it at all. I don't agree to it. Uh, no, we're just hashtag Team Believer. Yeah, but what's always great about having Mondo on the show is he represents a. Uh, probably most of our audience, actually, uh, which is the hashtag Team Tweeny, right? No. Ooh, hashtag team in, the in the middle. Thank you, Mondo. <laughs> or hashtag Team Middle, even. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's always great. Although, you know what? It, from talking to Mondo so far in this episode, he seems to have really put on his skeptic hat today. So yep. I, I think you're going to have some problems, Rebecca. We're going to see. 
All right. So do you want to give us some evidence? Yeah, and let's, we'll go over let's it? do it. Um, so, you know, as, as we we kind of showed in the history there, I am not focusing on the stories behind the hauntings as far as people died because, you know, of the fire or because there were bones brought there or whatever. You know, there's many of those stories and a lot of them have been disproved. So what I believe can't be disproven is the experiences that people have had. So exactly what paranormal spirit or event is causing these things to happen may not be something we know for sure, but I think we can know for sure that the reports are there. So that is what we're going to focus on. Like there right. is a reason people say it's haunted and that's because of the things that they see and hear. Uh, and just know I am I have pulled several um, things for evidence today, but as always, there are plenty more that I just don't have time to get to. And just so you guys know, usually with the debate, I don't look at the evidence that Rebecca is going to be presenting prior to the debate. And just take so it straight. This is this is not scripted on my on my part. So yeah, well, and and uh, uh, I, just to acknowledge uh, out there, I mean, there's been a lot of TV shows, you know, that have oh, yeah. filmed at Excalibur, including Ghost Adventures. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of the stories, though. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, all right. So first, one of the most common reports that you see um, is of candles being blown out on their own. So I actually found two comments related to this um, on uh, hauntedplaces.org, one from a former employee and one of a visitor friend of, a, of an employee. Um, and these comments were made two years apart, 2014, 2016. So first comment, uh, after lighting all candles on the tables for opening the club, after each one had been lit, a little girl's laughter would be heard as each candle blew out individually. And this was Jen, who's an employee. Thank you, Jen. Uh, and then the other comment, uh, quote, my friends and I went to go visit my friend who worked at Excalibur. The candles would go out and relight on their own. My friend and I looked at each other in disbelief. Both of us said to each other, did you just see that? We were both completely freaked out. Um, the bar was pretty much empty except for the few people who worked there and me and my friend. So as I said, I also found, uh, I just mentioned too, I did find a, a few other mentions of candles relighting themselves. So it's kind of them going out on their own and relighting on their own. Okay. So Mondo, what do you think? Uh, I think if anything, I mean, it could possibly relate to what was there before it was the Excalibur. If in fact, this is, you know, a true case of haunting, maybe the fire blowing out represents the Chicago fire, mm -hmm. you know, for all we know, it could have been something. And that, that's why I really am interested. I, I can't really make a decision on the Excalibur building without knowing what was there before. I'm sure there was something there before the Chicago fire happened. Mm -hmm. So do you think candles, I mean, can blow themselves out and, and, and be relit without not, human intervention? Not typically, no. <laughs> so, you know, unless they're the special birthday candles. That you get I was thinking that. I'm like, are they all the special <laughs> birthday candles? So, Pat, what do you think? Okay, so um, first, before, before we actually talk about the evidence, I'd like to state something else, too. This building was made in 1892. That was prior to electricity because... The Columbian Exposition uh, was the first time that we really demoed electricity in Chicago. 
So it didn't, it wasn't built with electricity in mind. Okay, so it is a poorly lit bar. Although they did a good job of, of adding lights after the fact, but it wasn't designed for that, in fact. So there was a lot of little um, little coves and stuff like that where you would put candles and stuff like that. But these seem to be more focusing on the tables itself. That would have like a little candle on the table, you know, for the romance of it. Um, I would say that every server that's ever worked in an establishment where they've had these kind of, uh, what are those candles called? Votive. Votive. Votive candles. Oh, I thought they were like the tea, um, the oh, tea candles or the tea. Tea, tea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I'm probably wrong. Yeah. Okay. But anyways. Um, tea lights. Tea lights. Tea lights. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. That, that's what I would imagine that they are. And a lot of servers have worked with those. I'm sure that they all have experiences with those candles going out. It's kind of a common thing. Also, uh, even though it had a revolving door, I always remember it being a little chilly in that place. So that means that air was probably getting in, and air can definitely do it. And uh, I know um, a lot of the people in there were douchebags. Wow. (laughs) So I would imagine that they would do stuff like that, like blow out candles. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be... But this is people's, like, they would have seen someone blowing out. Like, they watched it go out themselves and well, relight Well, that is themselves. just one piece of the evidence. Also, the air coming in. And that it just happens all the time. That's what candles do. Also, there's not much wax for those candles. Mm. So they don't, like, stay lit forever. I don't know. I want to hear from servers if this is normal candle behavior. All right. If you are a <laughs> server that have worked with these particular kind of candles on the table, please... Write us at info at ghostlypodcast.com and let us know of your experiences. Yeah, or get of us them on social media. Out. Yeah, for sure. Mondo, so, what's your rating? Um, before I give my rating exactly on that, I, I just have to ask you, uh, Patrick, you explained how the candles were blown out. Uh-huh. Mm. How did they relight? Exactly. Uh, the server. <laughs> the server <laughs> coming up or somebody with a lighter. Except that they say that they saw them like, relight. Without yeah. someone doing it. Uh, well, Do me a favor. Look at that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are, there are times there are times when a candle, uh, especially when it gets towards the end of its wax. Uh, I've had experience with candles. I mean, I used to light a lot of candles back in my day. Um, but there are times when you know the wick would get a little too close to the wax, and it would uh, it would go out, but it would remain a little red tip to it. And then when the wax would subside a little bit or harden up a little bit, sometimes that candle would relight then. Hmm. I believe that's what they're referring to. Now, I I can't explain uh, Jen's experience with the little girl laughing. I believe that there were a lot of uh, girls that would go to this place that have um, little girl voices and they would just laugh. Well, this was before it was open, but yes. I mean, like, you know, getting ready for it to open. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't explain it, but there's only one thing saying that. So I don't feel that that's your evidence. I believe the candle lighting and unlighting is your evidence. And I think I've done a good job with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so. we'll, we'll let the listeners decide. Uh, so, Mondo, do you want to give a rating for this one? One to okay. 10? I'll give it a four. A four, okay. Interesting. Okay, Pat. I'm gonna give it a zero. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm actually gonna give this one a seven. Seven. Wow. Yeah, I think it's pretty. What? I think it's it, there were. A, I know. I mean, I'm pulling specific instances, but this is a common thing that I read uh, for sure. And the fact that I found two people, random people on the internet, that just like found this article and commented about it. I think that they saw what they saw. You found some randos that just happened to mention <laughs> candles. I think going that's in. pretty. That's a okay. lot better than some of our other evidence <laughs> that we that we have sometimes. All right. Uh, so evidence number two: there are reports of a little girl, as I told in the story earlier, running around being reported by guests, workers, investigators. Uh, so I thought I'd pull one specific report from America's Haunted Road Trip. Okay. Uh, quote, in 1997, a segment of the television show Sightings was filmed at Excalibur featuring host Tim White, a local ghost hunter and a psychic. The psychic heard a child's voice say, quote, stop and watch me. Excalibur employees have heard small voices like children crying and have seen a little girl looking over the railing in the club's dome room. But uh, the specific thing, I guess, is the uh, that, you know, he he heard a child's voice say, stop and watch me. That is often reported. Okay. Mondo, what do you think of that? I don't know how many kids say, stop and watch me. Uh, every you single know. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually, watch usually me, watch me, watch noise. me do yeah. this. Watch me do but, this. That's every kid. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, to, but to actually tell somebody to stop, stop. And Collaborate and listen. You had a really, really <laughs> nice child i think because <laughs> that's every out, kid yeah. that i have ever spent any time eric with. is the coolest yeah Usually he's the coolest guy because he's now a man that's true yeah. but just yeah <laughs> so i could say yeah look at me look at me look at me you know and waving the hands or something so maybe she can't wave hands and be seen so she had to say mm-hmm. tell him to stop what he's doing and you know yeah. watch hmm. what do you think pat uh I'm going to say that, first of all, this is for a television show called Sightings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if they didn't have sightings in there, would they really have a show? Uh, So, you know, my just uh, my thought is that and I know that uh, you're saying that there is numerous reports of this child there. I know you said that you don't want to talk about the reasons why, but that's kind of my thing there is the reasons why there's been no reason to believe a little girl died in this place or has any association with this place. I, I have not found anything about a little girl in a blue dress or whatever. Well, I, that, that was, if she was wearing a white dress, I might believe it I added the detail in the blue dress, but so I, you know, I don't find any reasoning for it. I really think this is just made up for the show and for the various other shows that, that have done stuff there. All right, Mondo, what do you think then? I agree. Uh, he got me. Yep. <laughs> Nick's right. I'm going with a zero. <laughs> oh, with a zero. zero. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Pat, how about yep. you? Well, I'm going to go fine. one. What? <laughs> Sorry, Mondo. I convinced you so much, but I'm going to go one just because, you know what? I'm not interviewing these people. I, I can't like ask them questions and find out exactly uh, details and stuff like that. So I'm going to give them some benefit, but not much. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to give this one a seven as I did last Whoa. time. Again, Whoa. super convincing to me because there are, are so many stories and, uh, and again, the, the stop and watch me, um, 
was a big one. Okay. Um, okay. Number three, the dome room, which, um, I, you know, uh, so what do you guys remember about the dome room? I remember I didn't want to go in it. Okay. Because it was like a lot of laser lights and smoke and it was just not the kind of like I would like bars where you could go and chat with people. Yeah, I this like is to not talk a bar. This was a club. <laughs> I know. But I, I, I like to go to those kind of places where you could chat with people and I'm not a big dancer or anything like that. I mean, I know you guys probably think I am nope. just by hearing me. What? Mondo. Yep. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I was like I said earlier, I'm the guy standing there talking and watching. I was talking to you. Yeah, exactly. We were trying you, to you talk, get but, us out on the dance floor. but yeah. the music was too loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mondo, did you ever go in the dome room? I never paid the extra money to go up there. No. Okay. I think but that... your wife probably had. I'd she imagine. did. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She told me all about it, and yeah, yeah. I wasn't I, I, interested. I feel like I did. I don't even know if that's where the bachelorette party stuff was. I don't really remember. I don't think so, but I feel like I was there. I, I think it was off to the side. It was off to the side. I remember that. So, like, I would go up there to see what was going on in the dome room, mm-hmm. but then I would see the half-naked men, and I would <laughs> be like, nope, not not my yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so the dome room is actually often mentioned as one of the most haunted places in the building. Um, it has a dome ceiling measuring 30 feet high. Um, and again, there's, there's the, the little girl, you know, a lot of stories, but the one I found the most interesting was an employee claims to have found a teddy bear on the edge of like the rim around, like you would sit around, like it was like yeah. a, it was like a state or like a floor in the middle. And then you that's would why sit it's called a, the dome in the round. Room. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there was a dome above. Um, so there was a teddy bear sitting on the edge of the rim, like a pie mm-hmm. or something. And he went to go get a coworker to be like, Oh my God, what is this? And when he got back, if they found it sitting on the bar, it was no longer up okay. on the dome. All right. Mondo, what are your thoughts about this? Um, it was probably like nineties, you know? So uh, honestly, that was like the nineties, early two thousands peak period for the goth culture, cop kids. Mm. And I saw a lot of those kids walking around with teddy bears and I saw <laughs> people with, you know, Teddy Ruxman handcuffs on their arms and Whoa. legs. Whoa, interesting. And, Poor yeah, Teddy Ru- maybe, Ruxpin. What, yeah, ab- they, what about my buddy? Did they have any well, my buddies there? Oh, I'm sorry, not not Teddy Ruxpin. Oh. My favorite monster. Wasn't oh, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's I remember that. Gotcha. And, okay. But Teddy Ruxpin was probably, you know, being dragged along too, and maybe they whipped it up at something. And yeah, yeah, they saw it up on the ceiling and they came back and it kind of fell and landed on the bar. Yeah. All right. Pat, what do you think? You know, I'm going to go with Mondo on this one. Uh, and first of all, I would also like to say when I when I mentioned the half naked men, I have nothing against half naked men being in places. I just w- wouldn't expect to see them in a public place like this. I would probably still feel the same way about the half naked women, you know, being there. I'd probably be like, what the heck's going on here? Okay. I mean, I'd probably stay longer, but I would probably, <laughs> you know. Noted. So anyways, I just want to make sure that I, you know, I don't want to protest too much about that. So, um, but yeah, I really feel that, you know, it's logical that somebody brought the teddy bear in, that it didn't just like appear there. And um, somehow they, I don't know how they would get it to the ceiling. Uh, maybe the, maybe the person was mistaken that it was, it was on the ceiling. I don't know. I don't know how it'd get to the ceiling, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem odd that a teddy bear could be in this kind of place. 
Okay. That was a very in thing. Yeah, gotcha. There were girls with pacifiers there. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Yes, if everyone remembers party yeah. scene in the 90s. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was just going to me- quickly mention, it's funny that they would have a strict dress code, but you could come in with a pacifier and teddy bear and things like that, you know. Well, I, I also remember girls didn't have the same dress code as guys there. Mm. They okay. would let girls get in wearing, you know, almost nothing. So yeah, that's how you get the guys. That's why I was there a dozen times. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, okay. So, um, so uh, uh, what is our rating here, Mondo? What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go kind of low on this. I just, I think it's easily explained. So I'll go with like a, like a two. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna go zero because I believe it's perfectly logical for a teddy bear to be in a nightclub during this particular era. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to go four. Four? Okay, yeah, that's pretty I, low it's, for you. Because I agree with you guys. I think there is a reason for a teddy bear to be there. I don't think it's some ghostly thing. Um, I do think it was a little weird that it was like up high and then down low. And as far as, I mean, I'm guessing they would tell the story because they did, there wasn't anyone else there um, or no one else would claim to have gotten it down. But I don't know. It just seems like there absolutely could be an explanation for I'm, this one a bit more than, than any of the other things. I'm going to blame about. parkour for, for the thing <laughs> being up there. People parkoured it up there. Okay. All right, guys. Number four. Another number four. another figure reportedly seen. I had to do this one. Is a man in a white tuxedo. Oh, so Ooh. a man in white. A man <laughs> in okay. white with red hair. Oh, you like the boys with red I hair. I do like boys with red hair. <laughs> uh, I read reports of this figure being uh, seen being going upstairs. Um, and then also from ghostresearch.org, bartender John uh, Carer. Sorry to pop name call but it was on the website uh or call out the name uh saw a white tuxedo figure reddish hair glowing um, behind a bar um which once existed on the east end of the room so okay like it was like an like an old it made me think of the shining you know what i mean like Uh there used to be a bar there so there's like a man there in a white tuxedo like he was working behind the bar but there was no bar there but again he's also been seen um in other places too okay yeah, Mondo, what do you think? Um, how many people saw him? Uh, I read at least two specific stories. Okay, doesn't mean there weren't others, but there were two at least separate a couple. stories. Yes, yeah. were were there any um, other characteristics about him? That's just him in a white white suit and red hair and red hair. Yeah, white he... tuxedo. Oh, sorry, tuxedo. It did. He didn't have a cigar and hoops for feet or anything. Like that. <laughs> Not that. Was if there was a devil baby, you would believe in it. <laughs> no, he, he could be the uh, devil adult, the right. devil Not adult, the old man, <laughs> right, the, right? Or young adult. Nice, and he know. somehow got a tuxedo along the way. <laughs> yeah, and he looped around. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't too far from that area, though. No, the whole house. No. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, if you guys want to know what we're talking about, go listen to the Hull House episode. It, was, yeah. it gets pretty funny. It does. Um, but yeah, yeah. So no, no, no hooves or anything like that. Mm. Well, that did it for me. So <laughs> so you're a believer then? Mm, no. Oh, if, okay. if, they, if there were accounts of that, oh, for sure. Because I'm still just tracking that story from beginning to end. I want to know. <laughs> the Hull House <laughs> devil baby story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think, so, Pat? Oh, Mondo, are you done or... 
three. Oh, okay. okay. We're giving all right. All right. Two. 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 Wow. Oh goodness. Okay. okay. He's going down. I didn't, wow. wow. <laughs> if we give him a couple minutes, he'll go down even further. Uh no, okay. So <laughs> what I want to say is that back in the back in the nineties, two thousands, I mean, going to a nightclub to meet the gals, you'd have to do things to stand out, to look different than the rest of the people. Wearing a white tuxedo for a man with red hair does not seem too far fetched for me thinking of Excalibur with its dress code and everything like that. I believe this person did it as a mockery to it. I believe this is a person. I don't believe this is a ghost. And I believe that standing anywhere in that nightclub, it had a lot of the like black light kind of thing. So a white tuxedo would glow. So the glowing doesn't surprise me. The white tuxedo, although it would seem... You know, like you would definitely notice that person. You would be like, oh, look at that guy in the white tuxedo. But it wouldn't be that crazy to, you know, do Ooh. something like that. Uh, red hair. I mean, there's a lot of ginger people in Chicago land area. I mean, I I don't see this as being that, that far-fetched. Well, again, I don't, I think the whole point of this, though, it wasn't, I think if anyone had seen this person in at nighttime when the club is active full of people i don't think you would notice i mean you would notice but you would be like whatever weirdos in chicago um i think no i think these sightings happen in the like off time oh you didn't you didn't say that so ah, going into this i mean again it doesn't say so i i guess i can't be sure of that yeah um but that was my understanding cuz otherwise right i agree why would that be something you would notice i don't know i mean you would notice i mean i guess but you wouldn't think you wouldn't immediately assume it's a ghost and also it could have been one of the dancers (laughs) during your bachelorette party i mean (laughs) come on i mean there's probably some cops dressed up you know Uh, taking off and i'm sure that you would know who those people were all right, so Mon- I wouldn't know who these people are. What are you but saying? But if I worked Rebecca? there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mondo gave it a two. What are you giving it? I'm going to give that one a zero as well. Okay, I'm going to give it a five. A, a five. little more believable, okay. but not. It's a little yeah. shaky. Okay. All right, last one, everybody. Here we go. So I mentioned the dome room, right? And how people think it's haunted, but kind of positive, right? There's a psychic I read. She was like, fine going in there, but the storage area. So a place only where only employees are really going is described as having a negative energy. Um, a psychic, you know, talked about hating going in there and never wanting to go back. Um, so a lot of stories. There's like there was one I just read this in one little place. So I, I didn't pick it. But it was like that beer cases had been stacked in a way that would have taken people a very long time and like equipment and a ladder and all this stuff and there's no way it could have happened very poltergeisty um but i only saw one little thing about that so this is this i thought was a better piece um so chicago paranormal expert um chris fleming said uh, earlier this year, this was 2006, um, that Excalibur is crawling with spirits and ghosts. Fleming filmed at the club for his show on the Biography Channel, Dead Famous Ghost Encounters. He said, when we were filming at Excalibur, I was walking through the storage room and a cup was thrown off the shelf behind me. Remember, we had something similar to this Mm -hmm. at um, um, the Country House, house, right? Fleming remarked, um uh we watched the tape over and over again and no one in the room had moved it just came out of nowhere when things like that happen it's really exciting 
So mm. Mondo, what do you think? Cup flying on its own, videotaped. No one That's doing awesome. it. Yeah, I would like to see it. Did you get a chance to see it? I was not able to find find it. I but I I, I it doesn't mean it's not out there. It just means mm-hmm. I wasn't able to find that that particular tape. Sometimes, you know, it's an, it was 2006. Those things don't always all get uploaded, you know, to YouTube. I'd like to see it just to believe it. You know, I mean, because mm-hmm. for them to say that it exists and it was on tape, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. show me the film. Mm-hmm. Show me the tape. Show me the money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pat, tape. What do you think? <laughs> okay, so I will say, going into Excalibur, I always had this creepy feeling there. And it wasn't just the guys with the half-open shirts, you know, with the gold chains and the hairy, oily chest. That's Um, a legit look. It is a legit look. And I'm not discrediting (laughs) it, but that is creepy, though, to me. It's a a different kind of creepy than I felt going in here. But I think it's the way that the place was designed. And I think it was designed with the intention, when it became Excalibur Nightclub, to give you the feeling that this was an old, ancient place that um, that mysterious things would happen there. So to have a feeling when you go into a storage room doesn't necessarily surprise me because I had a feeling going into the whole place. Uh, although it was never backed up with anything except for, you know, um, getting, getting hit on by various um, interesting people and stuff. Um, it never really... I, I never really had anything to back it up for. Now, this filming of this, there's always a film of something happening. And you know what? You say that it might not have gotten uploaded. Everything has gotten uploaded. Mm-hmm. You can find anything on YouTube. I mean, I found things from, you know, um, early early recordings of, like, Lincoln talking and stuff on on there. And they wouldn't have this event that occurred that proves all this paranormal activity. I, again, I, I did just look again on YouTube, and I, I cannot find that particular show. I, again, listeners, if you are able to find it, I would love to see it. Yeah, and so would Mondo. <laughs> but again, some whatever. There's a lot of show. Oh, I mean, I, you know, who has the rights to this? Are you know, are they taking the time? Like, uploading Lincoln talking is quite a bit different than some like than proving oh, a paranormal event. No, I. Think I, I hundred percent even if i showed you the video <laughs> again there is no amount of evidence well, that would ever prove you wouldn't you wouldn't look at it and be like yep totally happened it could be staged too you know it, yeah i mean there's a lot of different things help. that it could be if this is one single event i i can't really speak for it uh yeah i don't know okay i, I don't i don't buy it okay uh so Mondo, what's your uh rating for this one the storage thing sounds interesting, you know, with the beer being stacked. Did they mention, like, how quickly it was? I, it sounded like it must have been quicker than it could have been. And there was no reason, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it felt very, do you remember in Poltergeist in the movie, right? You know, when, like, all yeah. this, like, she turns around and turns back and it's, like, crazy. Um, that stacked. was, yeah, the impression that I kind of got where it's, like, you know, like, overnight they come in in the morning and it's, like, weird craziness and, like, there was no way anyone could have done it. But, again, that it was only mentioned once, whereas this um, this story about the... the um, well, I, moving I actually, glass, I felt was. I actually more know one person stronger. that could have stacked this stuff that way, and that is Mondo's friend Eamon. <laughs> Eamon would have totally have done something like that. I would say. Ah, uh, okay. 
Not that quickly, no. No, not that quickly. <laughs> it would have taken him some time, but he would, yeah. but he would have done something like that. Interesting. I, I Probably would that. have fallen over a few times, and he'd have to pick it back up. But eventually, he would get there. <laughs> yeah, he would get there. <laughs> so, what is so, what is your rating for this then, Mondo? Um, the I'm cup. Gonna, the cup. I'm gonna just say like a one for now. However, if I see the video, I'll go to ten. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say the same thing except that i wouldn't go to a 10 if i see the video yeah i'm gonna say one and i might go to a three or four if i saw the video okay okay uh i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give it a, a six um because again i just i feel like there you know people often talk about the storage space and the fact that then they were able to film film it happening I mean, that to me says a lot that there's something going on in that room. Hmm. Okay. So uh, it's time for our overall ratings. Uh, Rebecca, what would you give this as an overall rating? Overall rating for Excalibur location. Again, we know it's been different names. We're just picking that one as our main one. Um, I am going to give it a seven. Yeah, but most of your evidence, though, happens during Excalibur, the nightclub. Yeah, I definitely. So that was. I think it's fair to say Excalibur. Oh, I nightclub. think it is. Absolutely. Okay. I just, you know, want to just, you know, yeah. put that out there. So you're going to give it a seven. But yeah, but over, you know, yeah, ex- ex- yes, seven. Mondo, what is your overall rating? Um, I am going to go pretty low on this one, actually. Um, if, and I would just like the video, I guess there's just not not enough to really go off of, um, you know, the, I'm still interested in what it was before it was even that building. Yeah. If we find that out, well then, you know, things can kind of change from there, but, uh, just like the video until you see it, you can't really, you know, believe it. So I'm just going to give it all a three. But unless it was like a morgue or something like that, what if it was a, you know, what if it was a restaurant before it was open as the Chicago? I mean, it doesn't like unless it's something crazy out of the ordinary. I don't think even knowing what it was before it was that would would change your point of view much, though. Hmm. Well, and another way to look at it, too, is that they had mentioned that the uh, parts of the building were used from various other buildings that were destroyed in the fire. Um but then, then that same thing could be said about the lakefront. Everything that is east of Michigan Avenue, which is we know as Grant Park in Chicago, our whole park is actually landfill that was from the Chicago fire, was debris. Yeah. And so there should be a lot of orbs out there in Grant Park based on that alone. <laughs> well, I think there are. The orbs. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I have never actually seen any proof that it was built with any supplies from the Great Chicago Fire. So, I, I mean, that is specula- speculation, I believe. There's nothing that says that. And I think that they would have capitalized on that a lot. Um, so, for me, I'm going to give this an overall rating of a 1. I, I, I feel pretty safe in that. I'm the lowest of us all, but that's typical of me. Uh, I am a little bit more skeptical than both of you. So one seems to be okay because there's some things that we just don't have enough information. Like you were saying, you know, I would like to see the video. I would like to question some of the people that were involved. And it's always going to be my my thing when I cannot 
when I cannot answer questions, I'm always going to go to, you know, at least a one and not a zero. If I can question these people, I would probably be at a zero, I would say. <laughs> so, all right, that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. Uh, for this one, though, Rebecca is going to be the timekeeper because we're using the phone, my phone, to talk to Mondo. So I can't use my phone for it. You're going to have to trust me. Yeah, so expect Rebecca to be cheating in this one, I'm going to no, just say. No, no, no. Um, but she will time us on her cell phone to keep us honest, except for herself. Uh, Rebecca, are you ready? I am ready. All right. <laughs> and go. All right. So I do believe that the Excalibur site is haunted. Uh, you know, <laughs> there are so many reports. There are, you know, again, what brings a TV show, so many TV shows and psychics and people there and just, just regular everyday workers that report these hauntings um, and these things that happen. I mean, you know, it costs a lot of money to to do some TV show and bring all your equipment and, and do all of this work. Um, I just think that it would be very difficult. You wouldn't want to do that if there wasn't something there. Um, so again, we may not know exactly, you know, who the ghosts are that are there, um, what spirits, what's ener- what energy um, are causing it. But I do think that um, it's haunted. Again, there's just too many sightings. All right. There All right. we go. You tried to go over there. I saw that. I did not. <laughs> Mondo, are you ready? Yes. All right. Rebecca, are you ready to time him? I am. All right. Let's go. And one minute, go. Okay. So I think the building itself just kind of looks like it belongs, uh, you know, like it, it has a lot of stories to it. Um, none of the places that existed before it was even Excalibur were really... I don't know, it really convinced me that the place could be haunted. Um, other than when you had mentioned the bodies of the Eastland disaster and you would see their name at the bottom of the picture. So instantly people would see that name and say, I knew it. I knew that building was haunted, but that doesn't make it haunted. And then as um, far as the um, psychics and TV shows, I kind of get the same feeling. They probably went in there without exactly knowing the entire history. They saw a picture and they figured, you know, this place has to be haunted and then the Eastland and things like that. And then they get there and find out that there were no bodies that were brought there. And, and instead um, they had to make things up. And I, just oh, oh, kind of, oh, oh, sorry, you're cut <laughs> off, man. Cut <laughs> off. No, if you have to finish that point, go ahead. No, actually there was, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right. You ready? I am ready. Yes. Okay, and go. So I know Rebecca wants us not to focus on the reasons of why this place is haunted, but that is what makes a good ghost story, is a reason, is for some kind of plausible reason that we could understand that says, oh, that would make sense that that, that it's haunted because of this. There are no reasons for this place to be haunted. It just It's a creepy-looking place. And it's meant to be creepy looking. That that was its edge. I don't think it's the Chicago Historical Society was meant to be that creepy, but it was meant to definitely look old at the time it was built. And looking at some of the pictures then, it, it did. Um, 
but I feel just an old building does not mean it's haunted. And if there is no reason, then I think all of these are, it just doesn't, doesn't hold weight. Wow. You're done early. I am done early. That's all I needed. Wow. Okay. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best form of advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you don't already subscribe to us. Or the follow. Or the follow button or on YouTube. uh, Give us a like and uh, smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Smash the like and subscribe button. Uh, Mondo, thank you so much for coming on another episode of Ghostly. Oh, thanks for having me. That was fun. Man, we always love having you on, uh, even when you don't have great songs for us. We still love your opinions, and the listeners just love you, man. Thank you, but it's the songs. No. <laughs> it's the songs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great to hear that they're kind of, you know, embedded in their heads and the kids, and what was, they're singing it. And it's like, What wow. was the Disney version of the Excalibur song that you had? Oh, when you wish upon a boss, if you want it to be haunted, well, there you are. <laughs> that is the best. Yeah, that is that's awesome. That's that's the new Waverly Hills. There you go. Yeah. Just you know what? I bet the listeners were like, "Man, Mondo's on, and there's no new song." Oh yeah, <laughs> Mondo always has a song for us, so. even when he says he doesn't. So uh, we will be talking about Billy the Kid on the next episode. I am super, super stoked for this next episode. I love Billy the Kid stories. Yeah, it was super exciting. And again, if you are not a part of the book club, I would recommend joining the book club. If you go to ghostlypodcast.com and uh, slash book club or go just click on book club when you get there, you can sign up. Uh, We are reading uh, a great book about Billy the Kid. Yeah, and various stories about him. So what's great about this book, even though I haven't started reading it, is that you could pick up on any of these stories. You don't need to go in order. Right. You could, you know, browse through and see which stories interest you. I mean, of course, for the book club, you're probably going to want to read the whole book. Yes. Which it's very small. Actually. It's actually pretty short, but yeah, but it's going to be pricey, but, but good. Well, it, it's one of those things that he has so many, there's so many stories. We're not going to be able to get to them all in the episode. So uh, anyways, it's going to be a lot of fun um, and it comes out April 28th. April 28th, yeah. And book club is May 6th. So we'll do the episode and then the next week we'll we'll do book club. So you yeah. got some time yet to read it. All right. Well, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye. <laughs>